I said, I know that in there, they have probably told you that we lie. And she said, yeah, they do. <laughs> that is what yeah. they're saying, that we're protesters and that we're lying and we don't, we don't do at all what we say we're going to do. And I said, well, we don't lie. <laughs> we, we are telling yeah. the truth. And she said, you know what? I already knew that. No yeah. one could stand in that cold, that frigid cold and the rain and the ice or the heat of the summer day after day, hour after hour, month after month, speaking to total strangers offering help, unless it was true. Why yeah. would you do that? I am yours, I am yours, I am yours, send me, Lord. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. And as always, we'd appreciate if you guys would share this podcast episode with others, maybe on social media, and just let folks know how blessed you are by these episodes. And also let us know. We'd love for you to leave reviews for us on whatever podcast service that you use. Let us know what you think of these. We'd love for you guys to reach out to us and let us know maybe some suggestions for future episodes that we could do, subjects you would like for us to cover, or maybe just shoot us a word of encouragement. We really do appreciate those words of encouragement that you guys send over. We'll give you our um, email addresses at the end of this episode. But let's go ahead and jump right into our subject, by the way. For those who are just joining us, maybe this is the first podcast episode you've listened to. My name is Daniel Parks. I serve as the West Coast Regional Shepherd for Love Life, so I oversee all of our efforts on the West Coast. And then I'm always joined by Vicki Cassiord. Hey, everyone. And uh, Vicki is our sidewalk training director. So she oversees sidewalk training and encourages and equips folks across the nation, not just in Charlotte, although she's located in Charlotte and so am I. Um, but she equips and trains people all across the nation to do effective sidewalk outreach. Combined, we've been doing sidewalk outreach for 25 years or something like that, Vicki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're so old. So we've learned a lot of stuff. And uh, hope that we can encourage you guys and equip you guys with some of the things that we've learned. And also want to mention, most of the time we're recording in person, but lately we've been recording remotely just for various reasons. And uh, so we're recording remotely today. It should sound great for you guys, but if there's any kind of glitches or anything like that, I always want to mention that's that's why, because we're recording remotely so, yeah, but we can see each other. We can interact pretty well. Um, it's almost like being in person, Vicky. What do you think? Not quite as good, but it's close. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, go ahead and introduce our topic, and then we'll talk through it. Okay. Well, we had a just wonderful thing happen yesterday out on the sidewalk. And as often happens, just as a little aside, I did not want to be there. This is rare for me, but it was cold again. And I've had several days yeah. of being out there in the cold, and I just was tired of being cold. I did not want to go, but I did. And one of the greatest blessings um, occurred 
And that is often the case. So just as a little aside to everyone, it's sometimes when your heart is balking at doing something for the Lord, it could be that God has prepared a wonderful gift for you, and Satan is trying to keep you from opening that gift. And that is exactly what I felt happened um, yesterday. So I was on the sidewalk with a fairly, with our team, wonderful team, and and with a fairly new counselor was very close by me, and um, and a car pulled in. The a worker. Well, I I didn't see this part, but apparently she was a worker. She ran into the clinic. We of course called out as we always do. She came out, and then I got distracted. But a car pulled out, and I said, "Hey there." Are are you um are you leaving? Did did you choose life? I thought it was one of the moms leaving. And she said, No, she was quitting. I said, okay. You work here? And and she said she she did, but um she was quitting right now, right then. Wow. She had just quit. And I said Praise God! Would would you pull over and let us um, talk to you? Because there is so much help available, and you've probably heard us say it a million times. But let me give you my card. Let me let me talk with you about about how we can help. And she pulled she pulled right over, and um and her story just poured out of her. Uh, yeah, wow. She she said that her um she has been ashamed of this job ever ever since she started. She couldn't tell her family. She knew that it was not a place where she should work. Yeah. But she has um, some physical issues going on, and she said it's very hard to find work. So that's right. kind of the first pause place here. Yeah, yeah. This is this happens yeah, I mean that, a lot. Yeah, that's a pretty common theme with these abortion workers. And, uh, you know, I think for many of them, they— I don't know what the abortion clinic tells them, but they know that they're working at a place that does abortions. There's no doubt about that, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But my understanding in talking to a few bo- abortion workers is they sort of use that whole indoctrination scheme where it's like, you're you're helping women. We're here for women's health care and all of this. And of course, mm-hmm. we know they're killing children. And they know that. These abortion workers that are just brand new, they know that in the back of their mind. And there does come a point, I think, that they have to make a decision whether they're going to harden their hearts or they're going to listen to the Lord. Like the Lord is continually calling to them to turn away from it. Continually, their conscience is bothering them. And they they can get to a point where they just shut that off. And the Bible calls it having a seared conscience so they can sear their conscience and almost kind of sell their soul um, to this work. Thank God this young lady did not. That she, uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit broke through. It it and it's really really a great story about how the Holy Spirit broke through. I I yeah. right away said, "Do you what made you leave? Do do you believe in God?" Well, her yeah. first thing when I said, "What made you leave?" she um she said, "Uh, you know, I I just I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't do it anymore." And then yeah. I said, D- "Was was God talking to you?" And she said, "I I think so." And yeah. then, this is the best part of this whole story. She said, I've been listening to you guys for three months. I, I did everything in my power 
to shut you out of my ears. So she said as she would pull into the driveway, she would crank up her radio as, as loud as it could be. We would be on the microphone. And and yeah. and so we have not I know not every place in every city has um is able to use amplified sound. There's pros and cons for amplified sound, but we do use it. And I yeah. use it a lot. I'm on the microphone a lot because I have a vocal cord issues and it's very hard for me to call out and to be heard. But I can I can talk on the microphone and my voice usually doesn't bother me. Um and so I'm usually right there, right in front of the call center. And if I'm not there any day, there's another one of our team members. We always have someone there. And every single time that we see an abortion worker, we call out about abortionworker.com, which is Abby Johnson's uh, ministry that will help uh, abortion workers to leave the abortion industry. And then we'll call out specifics about some of the things that that their ministry does. and. Um, and we repeat it over and over again. Abortionworker.com, yeah. they will they will help you leave this place where where you will, you know, can get a job that you won't be ashamed of. Um, because obviously some are ashamed. She was. Yeah, of course. Um yeah. and she she voiced that. So she'd crank up the radio to try and drown us out. And when she would get out of her car to go into the clinic, she would run uh, and cover her ears. Right. And um and and but she could hear us inside the building as well because yeah. of the microphone. And she said, um, she tried to shut our words, which were not our words. They they were, but we would also, of course, be calling out to the moms and quoting scripture and talking about what yeah. God says about abortion, about that innocent human life, and about um the sanctity of of life in that everyone should be protecting life, not trying to destroy these vulnerable little people in the womb. And she said, God was just working on her. He would not let her off the hook. Yeah. So every pretty, night she would... Uh, a pretty telling quote and pretty funny quote, actually. God would not let me off the hook. It's like God's not letting her justify what she's doing. And that's the grace of the Lord. The Bible says that the kindness of the Lord leads us to repentance. And uh, some people take that to mean because God is, is super kind and super nice, that causes us to repent. But I believe actually that scripture means God in his kindness. He is kind in that he leads us to repentance. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. So the Holy Spirit was convicting her of her sin, convincing her that she needs to walk in righteousness and that there's judgment to come. And yeah. all of that through really... I guess she, I guess the only way I can think to say is she kind of got it through osmosis, right? Yeah, of course we addressed her. We called out to her and uh, you know, talked about abortionworker.com. We did a whole podcast about that and how effective that can be. But she wasn't our primary focus, right? She was hearing a lot of what she was hearing probably while she was in the building taking calls to schedule abortions, right? Uh, I don't exactly. know if she shared that with you. Did she share yeah. with you that she could hear inside the building and stuff? Um, she didn't say that specifically, but she said she heard us hour after hour. And so yeah. that it obviously was more than just as she's driving in and as she's running in. It had to yeah. have been while she was inside the building. Yeah. And we've had, yeah, we've so had that's not really, tell us that. Yeah. Our goal is not to bombard the abortion workers in the building and all that stuff. Our goal is just to reach the, the women that are going into the abortion center. Correct. Yeah. But, 
you know, if our voices can be heard there, well, so be it, right? God uses it. And so it's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, exactly. Says, and the Lord wouldn't and let her off the hook. <laughs> wouldn't let her off the hook. And, and for months, I mean, she's hearing us for months and she's doing everything in her power to shut the Lord up. At night, yeah. she'd go home and she would she would try to forget our words, but she said she just, she couldn't. So even yeah. as I'm talking with her, she said, I always knew abortion was wrong. I would never do it myself. But, and even now, I mean, even then, as she's talking with me, she said, but I, I you know, I'm not going to stop. Who am I, basically, to tell someone else yeah. what they should do? And I yeah. said, well... I will tell you that actually I I think we are called by God to tell <laughs> to tell someone else yeah. the truth about what they're doing and I cited our two, you know, probably best verses that I think are the call to action in terms of speaking um and rescuing uh the unborn uh and and trying to in, encourage women not to kill their baby and those are Proverbs 24 11 to 12, and then uh, Proverbs 31, 8 through 10. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and these are, of course, uh, vital scriptures as we're talking about the issue of abortion, um, the scriptures yeah. that we quote often. Yeah. So Proverbs 24, 11, rescue those who are being led away to death, hold back those mm -hmm. staggering toward the slaughter. And I'm going to paraphrase. Um, actually, I'll pull the scripture up right here on my computer. Um, in verse 12, it says, if we say, but we knew nothing about this, does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who guards your life know it? Will he not yep. repay to everyone according to what they have done? Yeah, that is, so a, scripture. That is a powerful scripture about yeah. if you know what's happening, and she did, obviously, yeah. <laughs> you can't sit idly by. And figure God doesn't notice that you're sitting idly by. That that is a powerful scripture to say that you will be called to account for what you did with this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And then Proverbs thirty one, which you guys have heard us quote probably I don't know how many times we've quoted this, but this is kinda like the theme scripture for sidewalk mm -hmm. outreach. Open your mouth for the speechless and the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and needy. And of course, that's why we do what we do. Ultimately, we want to see God glorified, but we open our mouth for the speechless. We give yeah. those babies that don't have a voice, a voice. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. God calls us all to do that. Not just, not just us who are called to sidewalk counseling, right? We're called all to give our voice in some way, some shape, some form, right? As believers to lend our yeah. voice to those that don't have a voice. Yeah. I, with, without a doubt. And by the time that I had quoted those scriptures to her and talked about who created life and, you know, we're all made in God's holy image, even the unborn. She agreed with me then yeah. that, um, that what we were doing was what we should be doing. And maybe she, she did have a place in, um, in saying others should not have an abortion, not just her, but right. others. And, um, so as, she, as she's, Coming to this realization, I said, well, let me let me tell you, we can help you, and I'm going to tell you about what we can do and what ab abortionworker.com can do, but I would encourage you to go home, get alone with God, and repent. The Bible talks yeah. about repentance, and, and he, he will forgive um, 
a, a truly repentant heart. And obviously you're, you're leaving. This is, this is a huge, the angels are rejoicing. God is rejoicing. We're rejoicing. Yeah. But I, I think your next very important next step is, is to talk to God about what happened in, in there yeah. and, and yeah. what you did. And, um, uh, and she agreed. She agreed that she, that was one of the first things that she would do. So I told her about how we could help her and um, how abortionworker.com will help her. And then I said, they will help you find a job. But listen, I have um, someone who would has an online job, at-home jobs. She came here six years ago to abort her baby, met us, chose life came to the Lord, her life turned around, and she's now working at this um, this at-home work. She's home with her precious children, and, um, and she wants to give back, and she yeah. wants to help other people um, who have been devastated by the abortion industry, and she wants to help them find work. And the, and yeah. the woman started uh, crying at this point. Wow. And um and yeah. said I've always wanted on online at home work, uh, you know with this physical issue it's very hard for her to to leave the house yet she's done it, um yeah. because she has kids that and I I found out about the age of the kids and all that stuff but anyway so um then and then uh uh I said and and I just met someone else here a couple of weeks ago at at this very abortion center who just was actually driving through she she works with a ministry that gives um free tablets to to moms in need would would you be interested <laughs> and again yeah. her tears are just flowing out of her now she's like she cannot believe because she made this decision to do what god would have her do and there's like all these things that she had needed and wanted and had never had yeah. um that that were being offered, so um, uh, so I connected her right away. By the way, with with all of these all these resources, the these three things, and um, uh, I got her name and her number, and um, and she before she left, I said, "Listen, is could I pray with you?" Um, and so I said a prayer, uh, you know asking God to help heal her heart to um to help find her work and um and lead her you know through the next steps and I got a text almost immediately after she left just saying she just felt a thousand times better she um she felt like we were angels um and she wanted to stay in touch um and then um Later, and I said, of course, I I added her to, I I do an email group and send out a Bible verse every morning. She wanted to be a part of that. But then later, uh, uh, a little while later, I got another text that um, told me that she had repented. She was driving still. She was repenting before God, asking for forgiveness. And she said that if he had convicted her to leave her job, before she had anything else lined up, he would safely see her through um, yeah. whatever she needed to do next, which yeah. I thought was amazing. What what an amazing transformation yeah, of someone absolutely. who, you know, who had been really working with the devil and now is, you know, right. turning yeah. turning back to God and just so much 
within just a few minutes of yeah. um, God had finally, uh, you know, broken through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And it's amazing that the Lord lets us be a part of this stuff. You know, the fact that you were there and able to talk to her and minister to her. It's uh, yeah. it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. And uh, again, it's the grace of God at work in her heart. It's God bringing conviction to her heart. And, you know, I trust that we'll we'll be hearing from her some more and just hearing her testimony. I mean, who knows, maybe she'll so. share at a prayer walk or something like that. But either way. Yeah, I think I think she would. But um, something, I mean, our team was ecstatic. We were all so yeah. encouraged. And I, I wanted to really focus and, and um, uh, talk about that uh, because I think it's an encouragement for everyone who labors, not only on sidewalks of abortion centers, but labors in any capacity yeah. for the Lord and feels like they're um, not seeing any fruit. Now right. we do see fruit. We do see fruit. Uh, really, we're we're very blessed where we are. But there are days, sometimes weeks, that'll go by, and we wonder. We've been standing in the cold rain and wondering, are we making a difference? Is yeah. anyone listening? Because we're, you know, they taunt us, they intimidate us, or they just appear to be completely indifferent to us, and we we wonder. But um, at that point. I, I, I've offered her all this stuff, and I said, I know that in there they have probably told you that we lie. And she said, yeah, they do. <laughs> that is what yeah. they're saying, that we're protesters and that we're lying and we don't, we don't do at all what we say we're going to do. And I said, well, we don't lie. <laughs> we, we are telling yeah. the truth. And she said, you know what? I already knew that. No yeah. one could stand in that cold, that frigid cold and the rain and the ice or the heat of the summer day after day, hour after hour, month after month, speaking to total strangers, offering help, unless it was true. Why would you do that? And I thought, you know, I think that, but sometimes we we fall prey to Satan's lies that no one else sees that. Yeah. That, that yeah. the testimony of us just being there in that wretched weather is affecting those people as yeah, they're driving yeah. in. Yeah. And, and of course, months. that's an encouragement. Yeah. That's an encouragement, not just as it pertains to abortion workers. But as it pertains, of course, to the moms and to the dads, exactly. Um, as it pertains yeah. to people that pass by day after day, some of you guys have people that pass by. If you're on a busy street, you've got people that pass by day after day after day, and they're seeing your faithfulness. Uh, the Bible says, "Each man proclaims his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find." Um, God's yeah. looking for faithfulness. Jesus said, "When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Is he going to find you faithful?" And I know, like Vicky said, day in and day out, it could be discouraging, especially when you're not seeing a lot of fruit. Um, in our case here in Charlotte, there's a lot of opposition. We do get to see fruit on a regular basis. We get to see Moms Choose Life on a regular basis. But we get also a lot of opposition, the team there, in, uh, especially yeah. at Latrobe does. And they see a lot of abortions taking place. Like There's a lot of babies that are killed inside of that place. But we have to remember that our faithfulness day in and day out ultimately is unto the Lord. We're not just out there um, 
to save babies. We're out there to glorify Jesus. And babies are saved and the gospel goes forth. You guys know um, the promises that I make, if you stand out there on, on a consistent basis, God will use you to save babies, whether you find out about them until you stand before the Lord or not. Um, and God will grow you in areas. And this is an area where we need to grow is in faithfulness. And like you said, beginning this podcast, Vicki, it was one of those days you didn't feel like going out there. Yeah. We've got to learn in our American Christianity. We like the comforts, you know, of, of life and all of that. We don't like to be um, uncomfortable. But God is not vested, invested in our comfort. He's invested in making us more like Jesus. And that means we've got to do uncomfortable things. We've got to take up our cross and go out to the sidewalk, right? Um, yeah. I often say there's only two times to serve the Lord. You know when those times are? <laughs> when you want to and when you don't want to. Yep. Is that when it? You, when you feel like it and when you don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two times to serve the Lord, when you feel like it and when you don't. And in this case, yeah. praise God, the team got up and, and went out there. It was a cold day. And oh, the Lord it was, right. it was, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's been, the weather has just been so terrible. And I, and I titled this article, um, Filling a Thirsty Soul, that we yeah. always do an article that accompanies this. Um, and Daniel and I were talking about this at the beginning. Why, why had I titled it this? And at the end of the article, I, I tell you, but, um, there's, like I said, there's so many cold, hard days when, when you feel like, you know, you're just offering an empty cup. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with nothing in it and no one's no one's taken that cup from you but i was thinking of how our words and our our faithfulness of all the teams this was by no means just me i don't want you all to think just cuz i was the lucky one that the woman talked to this is 3 months of all our yeah. teams every day speaking to this woman and i thought of it it was like drip by drip drop by drop yeah. filling her cup of truth to, to a point at which she finally just could deny it no longer. She, yeah. it was full. The, the cup of truth was full to overflowing. And, and that was it. She, she yeah. saw it clearly at, at that point. And her, I, I think of her and, and everyone who's in defiance and rebellion from God as a very thirsty soul that sometimes doesn't yeah. even recognize um, that, a full cup of of his bounty of his, of his of his everlasting what's it called eternal water is is being yeah. offered and yeah. um and they just need to to take that and and drink of of that truth yeah so yeah. um so and it, never, and it I, did take faithfulness day in and yeah. day out as yeah. the lord worked on her heart so that's right that is again yeah. encouraging for those who are yeah. out there day after day yeah um, so I think with that, Vicky, we're we're done with this episode. If you have anything yeah. else to add before we wrap up. Yeah, no, no, the you know, just the the big takeaway, just never ever give up. Just know yeah. that if you are truly abiding in the Lord and sharing his truth, it is making a difference, even though you may yeah. not see it immediately. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening to this episode. As I said at the beginning, I'll give you guys our email addresses if you want to reach out to us with suggestions for future episodes or maybe just a word of encouragement. Uh, maybe something wasn't clear to you and you need some clarity on uh, this episode or one of the other episodes. We'd love to love to hear from you and try to, again, answer any questions. You can reach me, Daniel, at lovelife.org. You can reach her, Vicki, with a Y, at lovelife.org. Also, check out our podcast website, Gospel Centered Pro Life. Dot com. That's where all of our podcast episodes 
live and abide. And you can search through all the episodes and different subjects and keywords and find episodes that we've done in the past that cover those topics. And also our training and equipping website, sidewalks, the number four life.com. Check those things out. But until next time, God bless. God bless you all. Nothing's too precious since I met you.